This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another show and another episode of our preview series on the Let's Talk Arsenal show. I hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Uh, good evening, everybody in the chat box joining us. Thank you for so much for tuning in and uh, for our look ahead to the game tomorrow against Watford. As always with these shows, I'm going to be joined by some of the members from our Discord server. You can join our Discord server, of course, by becoming a member, either an expert member or a TGT ambassador. Let's welcome our guest today. First of all, it's Jared. You right, mate? You doing good? You doing well? Doing good. Good to see you. How you doing, sir? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Uh, I don't know if anyone's been able to go on Twitter yet and watch what has been described as one of the greatest goals of all time. Um, <laughs> Thierry TC debut. Yeah. I did catch this. Yeah. Bailey was very, very, uh, what's the word? <laughs> Complimentary, shall we say, in his commentary of that goal. Yeah. If you haven't gone and watched it yet, do go and watch our Six Aside video on the Arsenal way. It's, uh, it's a good laugh to watch. And Bailey puts on quite a performance in the commentary box. We're also joined by Alex. I do, mate. You doing good? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. Just uh, taking a break from foot champs. <laughs> FIFA. <laughs> um, Honestly, yeah. I can't describe to you how good it is not playing FIFA anymore. Like the fact that the weekend gets taken up by fuck champs is just not something I ever want to involve myself in again, to be honest. <laughs> no, well, I've said that every year, and yet here we are spending money on it every year. So <laughs> it's just, I don't uh, basically how I describe it is, is I realized that, and I know it seems really obvious when you say it back, but I realized that you're, you spend money to improve your team. <laughs> And to be honest, you're limited by how good you are at the game, no matter what kind of team you really have. Like I remember used to being going like, oh, they're only winning because they've got X, Y, and Z. But to be honest, most of the time they are just better than you. <laughs> you just have to hold your hands up and be humble and say, I'm just worse at the game than this person. I know it feels yeah. like you're being screwed over, but it's you know, it's absolutely pointless. And you can get there's so many ridiculous cards for players now these days, too. Like you get you get like three weeks into the game and Mateo Genduzi is a 97. Like <laughs> what's the point? Anyway, before I go off any more rants about fuck chaps, let's bring in our final uh member and of course making his debut on the show. It's Hamza. How you doing Hamza? You good? Great, great, great. Thanks for having me. No problem too. Where are you based by the way? Uh Minnesota, USA. 
Oh, nice. Lovely stuff. Uh, we're uh, splitting it today to UK to US. Lovely to see. Hope you're joining us in the chat box, wherever you happen to be in the world as well. Do drop a like on the video if you would be so kind. We start off today with a slight deviation, not talking about Watford. And uh, Jared's already chastised me for my, pro my poor preparation uh, in sending a link to a video that's 15 minutes long, 13 minutes before we went live. But a lot of you may have seen uh, an interview done by Akil of the Arsenal Supporters Trust with Granite Xhaka talking about online abuse. And it's obviously something that we talk about quite a lot on the channel is, is online abuse and the social side of being an Arsenal fan. Now, Jared, I know you've not been able to see the whole thing. Um, totally my fault, obviously. Um, but what did you what, what do you think about kind of this situation now in with 2022? It's a very sensitive world right now, especially with what's going on uh, in, in the East. It's it's a really concerning time. And yet, still, we're seeing some crazy stories about abuse online. I saw videos of Chelsea fans chanting Roman Abramovich's name when the, the applause was being given to the time to, you know, show support and you, like, a, a unity, I suppose, between fans and, and those that are fighting in, in, in Ukraine. It's mental to me still that we're having these conversations. Yeah, and, and I saw the chance too about Roman, and it, it's pretty ridiculous. People think we hate Chelsea because they buy their titles and they're a rival, but take the footballing side out of it. They are forever doing something to irritate everyone and, and just silly things like this. As far as the Jaka piece, I did get through about half of it. And, you know, I kind of jokingly said to you guys when we came on, if ever there's an authority to talk about online abuse, it's, it's granted Jaka because he takes the brunt of it on the Arsenal end. But it, it's, it's unfortunate, but one of those things I don't think is going to be ended anytime soon or ever, mm. you know, sort of the, the anonymity of Twitter, uh, gives people a lot of, uh, legs to stand on. I, in the early part, one thing he did mention that stood out to me is, you know, you, you have people say things to you that if they walk past you on the street, they would absolutely never say to your face. And, you know, it, it's sad, but true. I think most people he runs into on the street are probably just fine. Want a picture, very supportive, but you go to the other side of the internet where everybody can create an account that has one follower that they've had for a day and just say absolutely anything they want to anybody. Mm. And things are going to get pretty ugly pretty quick. And unfortunately, I don't really see any any end in sight to that. So it's just unfortunately the world we live in now. Absolutely. I mean, Alex, from, from your perspective, do you see like, I mean, there's someone who's, you're not wildly on social media, uh, of course, and obviously you're very much attached to the Discord server as well. And thankfully, we have a very good Discord server where there's barely ever any issues. But I mean, have you seen, from your perspective, issues growing around Arsenal fandom and abuse online still? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you can see it every time any team loses. And that's the unfortunate part of it is that fans have such a polarized view of what goes on that mm -hmm. if their team loses then you know that's their entire weekend ruined and they've got to take out on somebody um and it's yeah it's pretty horrific really but um with the Jacka video i think he's right you know there's a lot of people who would just ask him for a, an autograph if they saw him in the street who then go home and hide behind a twitter account or whatever i just try to stay off twitter because it's just so much um yeah it's very frustrating um yeah. and i you know i've got enough frustration playing fifa so i don't need to go across <laughs> and, and start and start playing um start going on twitter but no i think it's difficult because there just isn't going to be an end to it because the social media companies it's not within mm. their interest to stop people from creating accounts because that's how they make money so yeah um 
and yeah, it's, it's it's sad really, but that's part of the world that we're living in with the easy access of anybody. Yeah, um, I mean, Alex, you raised the point that I was going to bring on too with Hamza, which is the the actual the powers that be, Hamza, that don't do enough. Um, the, the social media companies that basically remove copyright within seconds, and yet there's not things in place to to remove comments or to act upon accounts that are being abusive. I mean, I was talking to Danny. I don't know if people watched our chat um, on our Let's Talk Arsenal fan series where we spoke about as creators, you have to input words that are blocked in the live chat. And, you know, we're, you're having to write these awful, awful words yourselves and take ownership over that when really you're thinking, why is it my job to do this? Why is this already not in place why am i having to come up and think of all the horrible things that people might say in the chat box do you feel like there's again not enough being done to try and curb this i mean yeah in today's day and age like even if you're playing like say a video game and you have an obscene name they have some way of you know screening it or something so it's like I don't know, the fact that these people are able to and this is a mental illness for sure if you're attacking somebody over a game ultimately complete stranger you who's never done anything to you granted Jaka by all accounts is a stand-up guy right you know and because of his performances people decide to attack him and to a lesser degree kind of Alba received the same uh level of hate when his performances began to drop they wanted him to lose captaincy for uh performances whereas like he should have lost it because he's just irresponsible and just you know he wasn't a good fit, but mm. yeah, it's kind of it's un, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. It is indeed. I mean, if you get through the the video towards the end of it, he, he talks very brashly about kind of death threats towards his family and and stuff like that, and how he actually ends up saying like, "I'd rather you just sent it towards me." Like, why get involved my family? And the fact it shouldn't even be that case where you're having to provide yourself as a human shield to the rest of your family. It shouldn't be happening any anyway. But uh, yeah, it's something that we expose ourselves to a lot on the channel. We talk about it a lot. I mean, I see it quite often going on other channels because quite thankful. I mean, thankfully, from my perspective, I feel like with the responsibility with the chat box to take ownership over it and block people, we don't have warning systems. If people are abusive, they're just blocked. And, you know, I've had a lot of people message me, to be fair, who've been blocked and said and apologize for what they said. And, you know, then we've, we've changed back and I'm all for like having second chances and forgiveness and all of that rather than cancelling. Um, but you need to take that ownership. And it's interesting that Latvian Gunas says here, uh, just before coming a member, by the way, which is welcome to the family, by the way, mate. Uh, Latvian Gunas says these keeper warriors are just insane. They can say what they want without any accountability in real life. They would get their heads kicked in, which theoretically speaking, I mean, Granite Xhaka, I wouldn't say, as Jared says, any of the stuff that you see. And you imagine he's the type that would certainly give it back in a more physical sense. But I do. I see it on other channels, like when people send abuse my way. I'm like, why don't you know, come onto the channel? Give me your thoughts on this face to face. Do they ever take up the opportunity? Of, of course they don't. Of course they won't come onto the channel. It's just the way that the world works. But uh, hopefully, it's something that we can start to see progress in. Hopefully, more people take ownership. And if you do end up seeing it, people report it and uh, and tell people when you do see it. And you know, it's it's always better to kind of report it before you take things into your own hands and get yourself involved in things. It's better to just try and raise it. So do that anyway uh we've sorry. gone for 10 minutes oh. already sorry guy let's go on mate i yeah, was just going to say um only very briefly because i know we haven't got long um to add to hamza's point i think 
Oh no, I've completely gone blank. Well, you go. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> if it comes back to you, we'll grab it. But we'll, no, there's no pressure on time, so it's fine. Um, oh, there we go. It's come back. <laughs> go for it. I, I've derailed it. Um, right. So, um, what I was going to say, sorry, is I think there's a point where it bec- doesn't become about football anymore. And that mm. is one of the problems that people have is where you draw the line. And there's nothing wrong with having an opinion on a player with regards to if you don't like the way they play or you think that they're responsible in the way that they play, like I'm all for people not have not liking Xhaka for his constantly getting sent off and that sort of thing. But when you get to the point where you're attacking someone's personal life or somebody personally, that's when it becomes unacceptable. And it's the same in the social, in social media, like having a debate with somebody and having them just slight you for no reason whatsoever. Yeah about who you are or whatever it might be is i think that's where the problems lie a lot of the time it's yeah i think people, people struggle have any to control they, they struggle don't they to see the difference between criticism like and excuse my friends because i'm going to swear here but if you say x xyz player is shit like saying that still is abuse like you may not be like you think it's all that bad and saying because in passing in between your mates or in whatsapp groups how you speak is very different but, you know, when you've got and you think about your one small speck amongst millions or in these case, hundreds or thousands of people that are posting that or commenting that on Instagram posts and saying that it adds up and it does make more of a dis- difference. And people need to think about that. And it's not about being snowflakes, as some people like to describe it, it's, which is a ridiculous term in itself anyway, and kind of highlights the ridiculous personalities of the people that feel it's OK and that would encourage this type of behavior. It's about actually, you know, having a real stand-up personality yourself and be able to be critical without crossing that line. You can be critical. No one's saying that you can't turn around and say, I don't think XYZ player is good enough and I think we should be looking to buying someone better. There's nothing wrong with that. But you need to be able to coherently put your point across. So there you go. Cowards, I think, is the word. I see that coming out quite a lot in the chat box. Let's uh, let's move the focus ahead to Watford. And uh, obviously, the reason why we're here to talk about that. Jared, we've had nine days since our, our big win against Wolves. Do you see that being a little bit of a, an issue for Arsenal, being that so much time off? Do you think they could lead to a little bit of staleness in the squad? Or do you think that they're still going to be riding high off that win? At this point, I'm not too worried about them being stale or out of form. I think having a good break between games keeps everybody at 100%. Everybody's healthy other than maybe Tomoyasu, who would want to have in there. And I think they should be in good spirits. They don't have, you know, it's unfortunate we're out of the cup competitions. But as it is, we've got plenty of time in between games where we can give our sole focus to the upcoming league opponent, do all of our preparations specifically for that opponent. And with that said, there should be no excuses. We should be a team that's out there ready, willing, and able every single game right now. And, you know, a, an away game in the league is never a gimme. But when you look at Watford, it, it's one that we should get a result from. So, you know, I'm feeling relatively confident going into tomorrow that they're going to go out there, perform well, and get a result. Oh, I'm on mute. Classic mistake. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's it's one where you're hoping to see, you know, you're hoping to see a team motivate. You're hoping to see a team that's going to really get us going. But... There is always that fear, Alex, that we will go into this game and see, you know, the Arsenals that have struggled in the past and that have gone to Watford and struggled to get goals. And are you confident in seeing an Arsenal that have created a lot of chances but not necessarily scored them be able to take the rhetoric and go to there and and get a good win? I think um, we have to, in a way, because in order, if we're serious about 
qualifying for the top four and we want to attract the sort of players that we're going to get from getting Champions League and back into Europe. Um, I think we have to beat teams like Watford with no disrespect to them, but it is the reality is the teams in the bottom 10, we should be beating them comfortably. And that's what I would expect from us at the minute. I think we've been defensively relatively sound um, with a few games where we've made our our errors, but obviously we're very well versed in playing with 10 men this season. So um hope there's not a repeat of that, but um I think that's one of the main issues you see is we create so many chances, which is one of the things that a lot of people are bearing issue with is that we weren't creating enough. So I don't think we've got any problem with creativity, but um, we're having to see players like Smith Rowe and, um, you know, Saka have both said they've worked hard on their shooting and we need them to score because um, at the moment Lacazette's sort of very patchy um, in his form. Um, but I'm, my, my lineup will reflect um, how I feel about some mm. of the other players on the bench who might be able to have a bit of an influence on the game. Yeah, there are there are questions, ironically, about kind of the lineup, which is interesting, Hamza, because we've had such a consistent team because we've not really been playing cup football. We've had only the league to focus on. We've not had too many injuries. However, there are some question marks about, say, Martinelli, Smith-Rowe, who should start there. Should, does Pepe deserve to come back in after he had such a good performance when he came off the bench against Wolves? But do you think that Mikel Arteta will kind of have the game plan in mind well ahead of things and is going to be tempted not necessarily to change too much after that Wolves win? Well, yeah, considering the opponent is, you know, Watford, I think we should, you know, be able to handle them pretty easily. As Alex said, this is a game we have to win. You know, we have Leicester, Liverpool, and after the way Villa looked tonight, you know, I think these next three games, you know, are going to be super tough. So it's like have to get three points here. And I think uh, we we have a pretty good situation with Pepe, Smith-Rowe, and Martinelli because it's like mm. all three of them, you can make an argument for them starting. And I would not, you know, bat a knife either of them started tomorrow on that left side. But Odegaard and Saka all day, man. All day. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be a discussion about Pepe uh, and whether or not he deserves a chance. And we can have that when we go through the lineups for sure. But with Watford, Jared, I mean, Hamza raises the point that this is a must-win game for us, as, as is pretty much all of our games for the rest of the season. But you look at the fixtures coming up, you look at what Man United have right now. They had that game against Watford that you would have banked on them getting three points ahead of what was a really tough run of fixtures and what is still. I mean, they play Man City tomorrow, of course. Um do you see them still very much being very hard to break down? Do you expect Roy Hodgson to kind of set up a low block and absorb pressure and try and hit on the break? Or do you think that they'll just play the way that they can and try and use players like Emmanuel, Dennis, et cetera, to, to get the best opportunities for them? I think it's very much the former. I expect them to sit back and us for ha- us to have the majority of the ball. But that's where they're dangerous. I know Sar is out, but with King and Dennis, they're still a very dangerous team. They've got established Premier League goal scorers, and you can't you can't take those guys lightly. So I, I think it's important for us to be aggressive, maintain possession, but not overextend ourselves a little bit just to kind of offset that threat. But if we're able to do that. Um, I, I don't think it's a team that we would have a major issue with. I, I don't know that we're going to go out and bag four goals against them, but I could easily see us getting a 1-0, 2-0 victory. And having it be relatively comfortable, which is something we haven't been able to say over the last, you know, in the previous years, the defense has been very sound for the most part. Sands 
Gabrielle shutting off for about 10 seconds in the last game, uh, they've been quite good. So it, like, like I said, it's a game I expect us to have most of the ball, control the, control the possession for most of it, and, and go out there and, and get a win. Absolutely. I just seeing what you guys are saying in the chat. Bill Slavian Guna says Hodgson usually sets up good no matter what Arsenal he plays against. Not having Saar helps us uh, with how we'll push uh, with Tierney up forwards. Uh, quick goal is going to be essential. Do you think that's true, Alex? Do you think it's going to be about a, a really early goal? Do you feel like if, say, we go in at halftime and we've not yet scored, we could be in for a really difficult day? Or do you think it's going to be more of a war of attrition that Arsenal eventually win out? Um. Yeah, I mean, I agree with what people have said. I don't think we can take take them lightly. However, getting an early goal is always going to be a bonus for us because it settles everyone down. And um, and we've shown that when we tend to get a goal, we don't tend to sit back um, as I feel like we have done in the past. Um, I think we tend to push on a little bit more. Um, getting a goal in the first half certainly I, I i i always feel nervous at half time if it's nil nil and the last thing and watford are going to be well drilled roy hodgson's teams always are um you know in arteta's press conference he was talking about how much he loves mm. roy hodgson so um you know you know what to expect but can you do anything about it so that's what we need to we need to make sure that we are prepared properly um and that we're starting with the right players and he makes his substitutions at the right time if we're mm. struggling, which he has done quite well with <laughs> recently. Yeah, um, recently. Recently. Yeah, yeah, recently. Yeah, no. <laughs> I say recently for a good reason. Yeah, I think game management was always kind of the area of Arteta's game that I think a lot of fans rightly have, have criticised of Arteta and we've wanted it to be better. Um, but I think it has been of late and he has improved on that. Hamza, of, of the Watford team, who are you kind of looking at that you're really kind of worried about facing Saar isn't there of course but Dennis has had a really good season since since joining them I think from Club Bruges uh in the summer um they've got other buffs and Musa Sissoko from Spurs will know all about the importance of this game as well they haven't got uh Danny Rose who we gave a torrid time at the Emirates in the first half of the season he's moved on but Camera playing left back you know is, is an okay player but Saka you'd think should have enough to beat him but is there anyone in that team that you really look at as, as a threat against us yeah like you said pretty much pretty much Dennis but it's like uh just the, the whole team, I feel like we can influence ourselves against. Roy Hodgson has had, I think, three, you know, three clean sheets out of the last six games. And mm -hmm. I think out of the last 36 prior to that, they, they only had three as well. So it's like, I think we're going to have a lot of the ball. It's up to us to implement the game plan against them. And like, you, for some reason, United and Spurs lose to these type of teams. And we have been getting points from these types of teams. So it's like, Despite what we may do against Liverpool, Chelsea, and whatnot down the road, we just need to get these three points. Yeah, absolutely. It's an interesting point you raised there. That's the difference between Arsenal and Spurs and United this season is that we've picked up points in the games that we were supposed to. Um, and that's something that Arsenal struggled against. Definitely last season, we were dropping points left, right and centre to, to teams like Burnley. I think We didn't beat Burnley last season. Like we lost at home and we drew away from home. We had the double over us by Wolves. Villa, I think, also did the double over us too. We drop points in games that we we shouldn't have done if we wanted to get higher up the table, and that's why we're I think eleven more, eleven plus points better off that this time than we were last season. It's it's a big big difference, especially when you think that even though we had a really bad season, we only missed out on the top four last year despite finishing eight by about six or seven points. It wasn't that far. So being eleven points better off this campaign shows how much of a difference that can make come May. Uh, let's jump to the lineups then and see what you guys have gone for. Jared, we start with your teammate. Talk us through it. 
Um, so for me right now, especially having a full week off after this game, I kind of went with what I thought was going to be our most effective 11. And that being said, there was really only two spots that I had to think about at all. The, the right back position and the left wing position. Um, as far as the right back, it, it sounds like Tomoyasu maybe isn't completely fit uh, at this point. Um, I made the point the other day, even if he was completely fit, I would still sit him for this game, give him an extra week of rest, rehab and all of that. Because at this point, Watford is a game that we should get a result from whether he's in there or not. And with only 14 games left, I want to go with whatever strategy is going to have him playing the maximum number of games in that time. And if that means we have to be a little bit extra cautious with him, I'm okay with that. Um, I've talked about it before. I know you've talked about it on the show before. He has a little bit of a spotty injury record. So I think we should take that into consideration and and treat him with a little extra care than we would some other guys. Uh, So he's around when we play. You know, we still have Liverpool, Chelsea, United, Tottenham left. And I'd much rather see him available for those four games than I would Watford. Uh, So that's why I opted for Cedric here, uh, whether Tomiyasu is healthy or not. Uh, The rest of it, the midfield, Jaka and Party and Odegaard, that one for me is about as straightforward as it could be. Those three have been fantastic. We're on a good run. I see no reason to change it. And then Saka and Lacazette, kind of the same thing. Uh, We're on a good run. I don't see us making any major shakeups in those spots. Uh, So the uh, the only other question for me was on the left wing, whether it would be Martinelli or Smith-Rowe. And... I can see an argument for both players. Um, for me, uh, Smith Rowe has, has paired up better with Tierney than Martinelli's paired up with Tierney. So I think that's important. Um, he's very good moving inside when Tierney overlaps. And more than anything, I think if you're leading the team in goals, I want you on the pitch as much as possible, just as a general matter. So if, in that regard, he kind of picks himself for me. And I think this is a team that I would pick. And I also think it's one that we're relatively likely to see tomorrow. I think what's, what we're going to see is obviously, and you'll see this in the differences, there's only ever so slight changes in these teams. And I think that's going to be the main talking point. So Alex, you've swapped out Saka for Pepe. So talk us through that decision. Well, I mean, I'll just sort of reiterate, I could just as easily have started Saka there. Um, yeah. I think, you know, there's a lot to be said for bringing either of them off the bench if one of if the other's not working. But Pepe scored in the last game. Um, I think he deserves a start. So um, I don't think there's any, it's not out of resting Saka because every Premier League footballer um, should be able to play a game a week, which is what we're sort of on at the minute. Uh, well, we're not, obviously, it's been a bit longer, but in general, yeah. you're thinking a game a week. Um, I think he'd cause camera a lot of problems just as much. Uh, or say just as much as probably slightly overstating, but I think he'll cause Cameron a lot of problems. Um, I've started Smith Rowe because he's our highest goal scorer. And if it was a striker, everyone would be saying, why is he not starting every week? Uh, so why would we not start him every week? In my opinion, um, I, you know, I, I really, I love Martinelli, but he's not scoring goals at the moment. Uh, and we need goals. Uh, I think, Having Cedric, um, I'm obviously, as people may know from past shows, I'm not the biggest fan of Cedric. However, mm-hmm. it has to be said that um, it has to be said that you know those sort of long diagonal switches over to the left wing, uh, and with Jacker sort of sitting in that sort of um, 
half space on the left hand side doing the same thing to the right i think that's one of the prime things that i've looked at that has been a very effective way of moving the ball quickly which is i think something we've struggled with in certain um, parts of games where we're just passing it too slowly and uh you know ben white's been fantastic but sometimes he takes so long on the ball that it closes down passing lanes rather than opening things up uh and I think having those long switches as a difference um, between just sort of passing it in that sort of C shape around the edge of the box. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to be in a low block, maybe that's something that might be an effective way of quickly turning them around. Uh, Alex saying there, why on earth would you not start Smith Rowe? Well, uh, Hamza, <laughs> you can talk us through that very exact answer, mate. <laughs> Hey, listen, I love Martin. I love I love all of them. I love all of them. The only reason I, you know, Gabby's not getting the goals right now, but I think of all, of all the wide players in the league, like he, I think he leads in pressures per 90. You know what I mean? So like, mm. as far as what Arteta is trying to do with the press from the front, him and Odegaard are getting it done at the moment. And yeah, Smithrow is our leading scorer, but he's also our leading scorer coming off the bench. So it's like, if he's continuing to just, you know, absolutely run through people in the second half, you know, let's do it. Let's continue doing it. You know what I mean? Ever since that Everton game where we sat back and paid the price, like we have been a very positive team going forward in the second half. So it's like, I definitely want to see what Pepe and Odegaard can add if we're missing that little extra bit of, you know, creativity. Yeah, absolutely. What about the rest of the team? Is it as you, as the boys have said? Is it pick oh yeah, the uh, rest of the team. I mean, Partey and Jaka don't even have to say anything about that center back partnership. Nothing. Cedric, I would say Tomiyasu should should probably sit into Liverpool just to be safe. Mm. Uh, Tierney, Tierney's struggling right now. I was going to say that's the other position, isn't it? That I think that we could have a debate about is whether or not Tierney should be dropped because he's struggled a bit as you said there would you not be tempted to to give Nuno Tavares a go I think if the, if it was December like we, mm. we should do it you know what I mean but uh I think there's a little bit of a question mark whether he can play behind Martinelli because I think those early games Villa Leicester Watford Newcastle when he was starting those 90 minutes it was all Smith Rowe in front of him if I recall yeah, correctly it was yeah so it's like I don't know how that's going to work and like, I mean, we, we got all these cup finals, right? So it's like we have to play our strongest team if we're going to get rest in between. So it's like Tierney's a guy at the moment. So Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, in the chat box, Tim Jello saying, really like the team too. And neither has had uh, Martinelli, who we all love. This is exactly what we've needed for so long, having too many good players to fit in the starting eleven. Gregory, though, pointing out that Cedric has been pulling his weight recently. And I think that Cedric certainly has. I don't think he's made himself look out of place. I don't think he's like, he stands out as a player that we desperately need to move out of the team right now. He has done in the past. The Nottingham Forest game sticks in my mind very much so. But he's showing in these games what he can offer. And I think he's offering us something a bit more going forwards on that right-hand side. I think he's supporting Saka very, very well. And he's overlapping Saka usually, which he doesn't really get with Tommy Asu. So we're getting a little bit more freedom and space created for him so there's a lot to be positive about uh in terms of what i've gone for uh, i was in line with jared uh, i've uh, moved in smith row for martinelli 
and, and kept everything else the the same. I think that Smithrow and Tierney work well together. I think that Tierney plays better when he's got Smithrow playing with him as well. I think that Martinelli, the issue is that because Martinelli plays so far out wide at times, Tierney doesn't get to overlap like he would usually do in Smithrow because he's more attuned to to drift slightly inside because naturally that's where he wants to be is that, that number 10 style player. So it gives Tierney more space and the reverse passes to the overlapping work really, really well as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing what we do go with. I, I kind of expect this to be the team, even though this is our, these are our desired 11s, not predicted. I, I do think this is what he would go for. Um, Nicolas Pepe maybe has a chance and he spoke very you know positively about him when he returned from the African Cup of Nations. So maybe there's a chance he comes into this team, but I think this is probably what we will see which means we now move on to the final part of the show which is predictions so chat box start to get those score lines in uh we're going to go in reverse order hamza score line and scorers please uh 2-0 i'm gonna have to say martinelli because i'm starting him right so yeah martinelli and smith roll off the bench lovely yeah. stuff just to like completely destroy your argument, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Just yes. to self-sabotage. Hey, listen, hey, this is this is what I do. <laughs> Love it. Alex. Um, I'll go with four nil. Uh wow. Emil Smith Rowe getting a hat trick. Um and you know, Aaron Ramsdale from a corner, because we'll bring him up in the 90th minute, three <laughs> nil. Why would why? No, we wouldn't, would we? No. <laughs> well, no, but happen. But I was going to say Cedric would score, but I just feel like... But Ramsdale's more likely, is that what you're saying? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the case. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Jared? Uh, I'm going to go 2-0 to the Arsenal. Goal scorers, I like. Uh, I think Lacazette's finally going to get one. That's not a known goal. He'll put one through on his own. And then uh, I like Smith Rowe to score another. He's on a good run in good form. And I think he'll uh, be pretty active in their box tomorrow. Lovely stuff. Yeah, I went for 3-0. It's just it's so positive, isn't it? Like, <laughs> going to Watford, which is not an easy place to go. Teams have dropped points, and we've just watched Man United really struggle to to get the ball in the net against them, and we're going for these these high score lines. But yeah, like, I'm, I'm confident. I'm, I like watching Arsenal at the moment. It's really enjoyable, and it gives you that confidence going into these games. So yeah, I'm going to go 3-0 with uh, Lacazette to get a goalsmith throw as well, and Thomas Partey from outside the box, just because it needs to happen at some at some stage. But it was interesting that Arteta was asked about that in his press conference as well, so maybe we'll start to see it uh, actually finally happen. Let's see what you guys are saying in the chat box. Uh, Omar saying 2-0 to the Arsenal Ramsdale brace. Well, I don't know, this, <laughs> this theme is reoccurring in the chat box. Ovik saying 3-1 Arsenal. Uh, Wilson saying the prediction is 2-0 to the Arsenal. Uh, Latvian Guna going for a 3-1 win. Pini Wien going for a 5-0. Lacazette hat-trick involved in that as well. Arsenal Granif going 2-0. Pablo saying 3-0 to the Arsenal. Anthony going with a 2-0 as well. Super Nicholas going 3-1 to the Arsenal. Craig going 2-0. Uh, Bobby going 2-1. Steve saying th- uh, also 2-1 with Smithrow and Saka to get the goals. Temi says 3-0 Arsenal win Ramsdale late header. I'm, not, I'm just not enjoying this. Ramsdale hype is mad. Uh, DMC says 3-1. Nicholas says 3-1. MIR reaction says 2-0 uh, with Lacquer to get on the score sheet. Vinny's going for a Xhaka screamer. He's, he's very much on the Xhaka hype. He's our boy Vinny at the moment. And uh, we have to say, Hamza has got to say a big thank you to Vinny because he's been pestering. I say thank you. You can say thank you or you can just berate him if you like for just pestering people constantly come on the show get on the show aren't you going on the show in the discord server 
He's uh, he's my little minion and he's doing good. Uh, sub bloke two one. Uh, it's the new one nil uh, to the Arsenal is what two one has become. Patrick saying one nil to the Arsenal. Part of a shot from long range. Agree with me there. Uh, Marley two nil Arsenal. Smith and Pepe from the bench. And also a Partey long shot prediction from Mitch with a 3-1 win. We're getting more predictions in as well. Sorry you can't go through all of them. I would be here for a very long time reading them out. Thank you all so much. Appreciate the kind comments. And there you go. Vinny taking all the credit for Hamza's appearance there. Lovely stuff. He's a legend. Um, he is. He's the Discord legend. This is just what he does. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. It's been an absolute pleasure. I believe the Highbury squad are also live with Kevin Campbell. So, once you finish watching here, go over and tune into Sophie's show because they're doing some really good stuff over there. Uh, do drop a like on the video and subscribe if you're new. Jared, thank you so much, mate, for coming on the show. Tell people where they can find you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a been a good time as always. Uh, you can find me over on the Gooners pod and you can find me on Twitter right down there. It's at JC underscore AFC. And if you're in the Chicagoland area, you can find me this afternoon taking in a little MLS Football, Chicago Fire home opener. First game for Shakiri, so it should be a good one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Love that. That's going to be great. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I never get around to watching MLS. I always watch the highlights, but, uh, yeah, I need to start staying up for some of the games. I mean, at, Atlanta are my team, so, uh, I mean, that basically glory hunting from when they were just winning. <laughs> and I really liked uh, Martinez up top, so that was the, really the only reason. And Almiron, of course, before he moved off. Uh, you're, well. you're the equivalent of an American Manchester City fan, basically. Yeah, that's basically the other direction. what I've done. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm an Arsenal fan here, so I've got to give myself something. Like, <laughs> that's something fair. For, and to be fair, they've not been that great. Uh, I mean, Martinez was seriously injured for a long time. That really mm -hmm. did scupper their plans. So that's uh, that's me being that one. Uh, Alex, thank you so much, mate. Tell people where they can find you. Oh, uh, You can find me on the Discord server if you... Uh want to <laughs> no of course you want to it's a great it's a great <laughs> it, no it's a great community um and you get to come on the show which is always a pleasure so absolutely cheers, no thank you mate absolutely was a pleasure to speak uh hamza fantastic debut mate you've broken your duck it's easy isn't it it was fine there was no problem at all yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it, it only took vin you know uh sending me about a billion messages but you know i finally got made my debut you know what i mean <laughs> It's the thing. If anything, it's a good thing to come on the show because it gets Vinny off your back for like yes. a couple of weeks. <laughs> At least and they'll be back on you again. Um, but no, uh, thank you, Hamza. Tell people where they can find you, mate. Literally just a Discord, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I'm a, I play a lot of foot champs as well, so Bono my tires on PlayStation, you know what I mean? So... Oh, PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I got Xbox as well. I got both. Oh, fair. He's got on both. He's uh, he's not like that. I was watching, Um, I think I was watching the Act Man's uh, video on like console wars. And then I saw he got so much hate for his video he did on console wars. It was ridiculous. He's, I find him really funny. I think he's hilarious. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's one to watch for sure. You, we really went in on PlayStation fanboys though. And it was uh, it was quite an entertaining watch to be fair. I think over like 500k views. So he's really annoyed people to this point. Um, yeah, but as Peeny Ween says in the chat, Xbox all the way. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I've just downloaded Dying Light 2, so I'm going to be giving that uh, a play uh, this evening. That's going to be my my evening while the missus is away. For the, for the Xbox fans, you get uh, you get Guardians of the Galaxy on Game Pass now too. So Oh, really? I'll, I'll have to check that one out. And we get Halo Infinite, although that's not really been going so well recently. It's a, a live service game with no live service is what that is, with no updates ever since launch, which is ridiculous. But... Uh, yeah, it's a real shame how that's going. Oh, we're gonna start. We're gonna start console wars in the chat box now. It's uh, <laughs> I can already see this happening. If you want to carry on the console wars, 
you can probably do that in the discord server which is we do have a gaming channel to be fair in the discord server so you can carry it on over there thank you so much for guys for tuning in sorry we went off a bit of a tangent towards the end there but it's what we do uh we will see you soon have a fantastic evening and as always up the arsenal it's the 90 plus minute all your mates around and you've got a mcnuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfection order now on the mcdonald's app for your mcdelivery you in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.